everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning, except not today. Matt, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Today, as Robbie said, we are answering your questions about The Simpsons and, you know, whatever else tickles your fancy. Yeah, this is our 2022 holiday mailbag, um, answering your burning questions, not so burning questions, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, like to do these periodically every every year pat out the holiday schedule and also give me a mad break from uh having to watch the simpsons when we, you know time we don't need a stinking break i mean to be fair most of the time no we don't we're we're both incredibly hard-working people um hello we are brought to you by sports on patreon you support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpsons show for only two dollars a month you can access all of our bonus content and for five dollars a month you know get even more uh there's just an incredible amount of content on there. We've been doing it for years and years and years now, so there's lots of back stuff to go listen to. If you to. want to hear us complain about all kinds of crazy things, you this, can hear us uh, complain about It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, this this month, uh, by the time this comes out, we'll have, I'll have released that bonus episode for this month, which is us talking about It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Matt's kind of uh, middling on it. I hate it. Uh, so if you want to hear me complain about George Bailey, this is the month for you to go support us. Uh, we appreciate everyone who does support us. It's very kind of, of them uh, and helps to keep the show going. Let's get on to questions, Matt. Uh, first from Casey. Hey, guys. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for another year of fun. So thankful for you both. I have two questions. Okay, first, Simpsons question. Which secondary character do you relate to the most in The Simpsons? That's a tough one. Secondary character. Hmm. I have my answer, Matt. I'm ready. I, I, I It. Minus, minus. I mean, oh, okay, go ahead. I, I was say, I, I have an answer. It's just kind of a. It's halfway between a Skinner and a Krabappel, just because I really appreciate Mrs. Krabappel's desire to do good, but just the overwhelming crap that she has to take, <laughs> so that it becomes the point where you're like, eh, whatever. My answer is Skinner. It is like I, I, I think I have over the years, especially I think especially watching the teenage the flannerization of the skinnerization of skinner over the teen the teen years of the simpsons makes me really respect the older skinner the golden years skinner so much more and like i don't think anything typifies my life more than just skinner unemployed skinner staring at lodge detergent (laughs) and like trying to figure out which one and like you know what I'm going to go for a little excitement today. I'm going to use this instead of that. And you're like, yep. I'm bold. I'm bold. <laughs> and it's just that. It's just like, yeah, that's my life now. It's just like going to the grocery store and honestly finding some enjoyment out of like, no, you know what? I'm going to try a different one this time and actually enjoy. And I'm. it's not like, oh, th- like, oh, no, that is what the excitement I get out of my life is picking out laundry detergents. But I think it is like that as you, as I've gotten older. It's the same thing you said, Matt. It's just like, you know what? Yeah. Being tired and unappreciated and, and going, eh, whatever. That's kind of, that's where I'm at. Okay. From Casey, a non-Simpsons question. What would be your dream movie where you recast everyone as, a Mupp- as Muppets except for one actor? And who is the actor you keep? Ooh, that is a tough one. Well, you think for a second, Matt, because I have my answer. And this has been my answer for a while now. Um, it's Clue. My answer is Clue. Oh, that'd be incredible. And you keep Tim Curry, and you replace everyone else with the Muppets. Um, some of the answers, some of the who you replace them with are layups. Like Mr. Green is obviously Kermit. Um, simple. Like I think it's harder. Is just there's not many female Muppets. 
So you'd have to really stretch. Probably use some of the newer Muppets from the newer TV shows. Um, Because there's more female Muppets in those shows. But Kermit is Mr. Green. Professor Plum is Gonzo. Sam the Eagle is Colonel Mustard. Miss Piggy is... Miss Piggy honestly could be any of the female characters. Because she would... She could do well. She is range, obviously. Miss Piggy is range. Yeah, that's true. She could, she could be uh, Miss Peacock. She could be Miss White. She could be uh, Miss Scarlet. She could do. She could do either any of those. Um, that's my answer. Tim Curry obviously already has experience working with Muppets from Muppet Treasure Island, so he could uh, easily <laughs> be Mr. Mr. Uh, be the Butler again. Um, what's your answer, Matt? Do you have an answer? Come on. Honestly, I kind of like the idea of doing "It's a Wonderful Life" with the Muppets, and you just. Leave Jimmy Stewart and everyone around him is a Muppet because everyone around him is a, a freaking moron. <laughs> and they're all acting like complete idiots the entire time. And Jimmy Stewart's just going, I feel like I'm picking crazy pills. Because you are, because you're surrounded by Muppets. Is that your Jimmy Stewart impersonation, Matt? Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's, it's just like The Simpsons. Oh, boy. Um, want, give us a, why don't you take uh, Andy's, the, Matt. Read us Andy's questions. All right. If you will actually open it. All right, from Andy. Uh, first question. You're tasked with writing the Simpsons finale. What would be the plot, and how would you end the final scene? I think we've actually answered this question before, haven't we? I think so. Um, I mean, it's fine. We can absolutely, obviously do it again. I just yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember uh, what I said before. I don't, yeah, I don't remember what we did before. I think, believe we have answered this question in some, some, but it's lost to the sands of foggy memory. Um, I think, honestly, the Simpsons finale would be a very kind of simple I, I i would go back to basics i would not make it big i would not make pull in a lot of because i think in our theoretical devising there's a another there's a simpsons movie that happens after the finale i think that's how i would do it is just have you the show ends with a you know a very simple finale that is kind of is driven by family i you know you i think you have it and you have it end with them watching television you know it just in you loop it back into like someone this has been thrown around a lot online is you loop it back to the very first steps of the simpsons but you end with them probably start with them watching television they have a very simple uh, conflict that the family has to band together and and they, they they do it through love and support of each other and end with them watching television i don't think it would be um i, I would I, I would save I, which we have recently done on the on the Patreon. We wrote our Simpsons movie too, or at least wrote down the, the kind of the basic plot elements, which is bigger and a lot of moving parts. I think with this, I would keep it relatively simple, tie in like a couple of the most important supporting characters. But if you already know, this is the other thing, Matt, if we know this is the last season of the Simpsons, right? Like you go in going, mm-hmm. okay, this is our last season. I would think that you would have multiple episodes along the way that are like goodbyes to, you know, this is your goodbye to Skinner. This is your goodbye. Like you have every single, you give Mr. Burns a goodbye episode. You have Skinner a goodbye episode. Like all the supporting characters would would get their own kind of a focal episode on them. Um, You know, Mo, et cetera, et cetera. That is about them. And it's basically, it gives it, it would give a good, like, summary roundabout happy ending goodbye to all of them and then the final episode is the family and the family facing a very simple like i would honestly make it a christmas episode just like the first episode but that's just me um make it sweet everyone's I happy like that idea yeah it, 
Yeah, I almost as, as as crazy as it is, I feel like it's almost time that we do a final Homer and Marge relationship episode where at the end they're either together or they're apart. And I kind of just want to see them agree that maybe maybe they, they don't belong together. Uh, but what, what is this heresy? Oh, what are you what are you doing? What's wrong with you? No, what are you what, what, what Matt? We're not we don't uh, acknowledge bad episodes of The Simpsons. OK. They're not canon. <laughs> what is canon? What is not? Right, fine, you, we fine. already don't. You have taken you, Matt. You have an illness. Okay, we need to exercise this right now. <laughs> we've watched now. I know. I understand. We've you and I have watched many bad episodes of Simpsons. Don't internalize uh, that crap. That stuff d- didn't happen. Okay, there's a reason things are okay, canon and things gotcha, are not. Gotcha. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I, I want a Homer and Marge relationship episode where Homer actually admits to his faults. And commits to working on them. And the family all... I, I want the family to go around in a therapy setting with Dr. Marvin Moreau, who is not dead, despite what may have happened uh, in certain episodes. Uh, and they each go, I need to work on this. And it's just an acknowledgement that they are good people who have flaws. Because I think that's something that's been forgotten. Also, I want a lot of references to classic literature. Because I'm tired of there nobody be no references to classic literature or movies or anything, on, or anything like that. I'm just, I presuppose that, of course, this episode has those things, Matt, because this is a good Simpsons, because we're in charge. (laughs) Of course. What's our next question? All right. Next up, also from Andy. Is there a character on the show that you are so annoyed or so bored with that you'd have them killed off in an episode? If so, who is the character and how would their death happen? Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, honestly, Mo. Yeah, Mo's getting kind of tiresome. I'm just, I'm tired of what they've done to his character. Uh, I, I it, it, it's like he's he is the the character that I would go. Is there anything else they can do with him? I would I, like, I, and frankly, here's the thing. I it's not that I don't like Mo. I love Mo, but we've had lots of Mo over thirty, almost thirty five years of The Simpsons, and you could easily have a final redemption episode where Mo sacrifices himself. For some reason, you know, he saves he say he saves someone else's life for to and, and ends up dying. And I would replace him with a female bartender. Most stays open, Ooh, well, but that. we get a female bartender and you have a, another female character, main sub, um, a female supporting character that re- reoccurring on the show. And you help write that, you know, that very bad ratio of male to female characters on The Simpsons and you don't have there's much less suicide jokes and pervert jokes and i don't think the simpsons really needs them anymore it's not like they need an excuse to have those in the show really so what are we losing there's lots of great mo i don't need more mo it's fine you have a different answer Matt. i do actually i am kind of tired of seeing miss hoover I feel like at the beginning, she was a really decent foil for Lisa, uh, but then all the teachers I went to Edna, and now Edna's gone. I want a teacher that is going to challenge the kids in the way that teachers currently are challenged. I want somebody who will partner with the kids and say, okay, you know what? This is obviously a bunch of crap. We're going to try and fix this system. I want somebody who is engaging and interesting because I, I feel like the original teachers were all jaded and they're products of a very cynical look at the education system. And honestly, now that I know a lot of teachers, some of them are like that, but a lot of them want to change the system and make it better and really care about their kids in ways that Edna and uh, Ms. Hoover don't. 
And I want to see it reflected in the show. I want to see the show reflect how things are changing. And I feel like that's one of the ways, like, the schools, uh, I mean, Skinner still more or less fits. Like, he can be modified very slightly, and he's a more interesting character. But I think getting rid of Miss Hoover uh, as a teacher would be a lot more interesting. Give, me, give us Andy's last question, man. All right. And last up for Andy, Publix or Wawa subs? Which one is your favorite? This is an obvious question. I mean, it, it's not even a question that Publix subs are better. Like, light years better. I mean, I, I will say that there is – it is the matter of – I I'm in Texas, and there's no Publix in Texas. There's H-E-B. H-E-B is, is there great. Wawa in Texas? There's no Wawa in Texas. Uh, oh, wow. We are – Oh, Wawa has not, not yet. Maybe they might try and push Bucky's for, guess, even though Bucky's is barely, they're barely the same place. Wawa is like in the middle of a city. Wawa, uh, Bucky's is like it's a it's a giant Walmart gas station on outside of town, on the way to Dallas or Houston. Um, but there's no Publix in Texas. There's no Publix subs in Texas. There's no Wawa's in, in Texas. Uh, I can easily get a Wawa quality sub. A lot of different places. Um, public subs are not... It's not like public subs are the best subs in the world. Which is like... I know people who are like... Well, Publix isn't even that good. Like, there's better subs. I'm like, of course there are better subs. Publix is not a sub shop. Publix is a grocery store that happens to serve good subs. Um, but that's the thing with Publix is like... It's close. There's always a Publix close to you if you live in, in, in Florida. Especially. Um... And I can easily go there, get my lunch, and also pick up other stuff that I need for the house. Uh, and it's I I don't know. There's never I don't know. I, I people are like you have to wait. I'm like it's not that usually a lot long of wait. They move pretty fast. Um, but uh, without access to public subs, people are like, oh, public isn't that good. You, you try and live in a place that doesn't have them. All right, then you tell, <laughs> you get back to me. Public subs are obviously better. Wawa's aren't bad. Wawa subs are fine. I'm just going to like, it's not that much more of a hardship to go to a Publix and get a sub there than to get a sub at a Wawa. I would get a Wawa sub before I got Subway. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, Publix subs are better. Also, chicken tendy subs. Give me a chicken tendy sub. Oh, yeah. Um, Next from Tim. Three questions, if I may. Two Simpsons related questions, one non Simpsons related. First, there appear to be other Simpsons podcasts out in the ether, but I haven't taken the time to check them out. Have you? Have there been any interactions between you two and the other Simpsons podcast hosts? Um, yeah, not really. I don't have time to, like, they'll, you know, we occasionally will, you know, follow people on Twitter and stuff like that, but I barely count that as social interaction. Um, and some people are like, hey, you want to be on the show? You want to be – like if someone asked me, hey, you want to be on our show? I'd be like, sure, if you want – if you can – we could find time. Yeah. It's mostly like I – it's not that I – it's just I only have so much time in the week and we do this weekly show. And to be perfectly frank – Also, we, we talk about The Simpsons a lot and, and trying to think about it anymore is just – It already dominates my brain space a lot for every week for now eight years effectively. Um I don't really have a desire to do more of it. I already do it a lot and have there's other than people who literally have worked on the show. There's no one you know, on earth who have talked about who have talked about the Simpsons more than me and Matt. It's sheer like we already we talk about the Simpsons a lot when we're not podcasting. And now <laughs> we do that on top of it. 
so not really interactions and I haven't really listened to them. I don't really listen to many other podcasts anymore because I don't have a commute anymore. And I commute, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and most of the Simpsons podcasts have sprung up since that. Um, nothing against them. I also like, and I've noticed, I do know that a lot of them have started and then stopped again because they don't have the fortitude to continue into the bad episodes. <laughs> they stay, <laughs> they all they, get to the golden years and are like, nope, we're, we're done with this. Yeah, we're kind of done with this. Um, or they breeze through the dark ones. Um, nothing against anyone. We did have uh, Allie Gertz on early in the show. Um, and I still follow Allie on internet and stuff, but she's moving on to other stuff, which I don't blame her. No one, you, it takes a crazy person to talk about The Simpsons for the rest of their lives. Uh, number two, had Phil Hartman not met his tragic end in 1998, do you think seasons 11 and on had been significantly different? Ask is there was a talk of having a Troy McClure action film. If that had happened, perhaps there'd been no Simpsons movie, and hence not the excuse to lollygag for so long. By the way, the fact that this movie didn't get made is a huge tragedy in and of itself. Do I think it's significantly different? No. I don't think it's significantly different. It is different, and I think Phil Hartman's... It is different because having those side characters gives the writers something more to expand into, uh, which I think they were very reluctant to do in the Scully years. I do, and I think it is... There is a... I think we've mentioned this before, but there are, you know, multiple things. It's not one big thing that kind of led to The Simpsons declining in quality to the zombie Simpsons. There are many bricks in the wall. And Phil Hartman's one of them. Well, and with Phil Hartman gone, they they don't ever replace him with a, another character actor that can be that every man who can be primor, prim, primarily Trey McClure and Lionel Hutz, but they never give, and those are big shoes to fill, but they've never gone after someone to be that reoccurring guest character, really. And I think it's that brick in the wall of like, well, we don't have any money. We don't want to, we don't have that paycheck going on anymore, so we're not going to replace it. And then you have the show's cast shrink and shrink, and it's not everything, but it is something. And I do, like, every moment, it's hard not to think about every single moment in the show where you're like, oh, this is where you'd have Lionel Hutz. If Phil Hartman's so funny and so talented, he could certainly improve things, even just by being involved. Oh, for sure. Uh, and final question. Um, this is specifically for Matt. Please kindly identify your favorite beer. <laughs> what? There are no favorite beers. There's the least disgusting beer. This is not for Matt. This is for both of us. But I, I just, I know Matt doesn't like Matt doesn't drink really. So I don't. What's your least? Okay, Matt. Here, your least disgusting beer. Uh, basically any light beer because it tastes the least like beer. It's the biggest indictment to anyone who likes light beer is that Matt thinks it's the least disgusting. Yeah. It tastes like water. Yep. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Um, my favorite beer. It's really hard for me to pick a single favorite beer. I'm kind of falling away from beer. Mo- mo- really. I'm kind of drinking more cocktails lately. Um, getting into and, and like whiskeys and stuff like that. Just straight whiskey, um, sipping whiskey, stuff like that. Um, just because I'm, I want. I don't want to drink that much liquid anymore. Really, it's just like a, a whole beer. Like I have to what drink two beers. It's like so much liquid, and I just feel gross when I cocktail is like three ounces. You know, and I'm like, oh, I feel much. Be- I'm getting the same effect. It tastes and there's a quite a you know so many cocktails. My favorite beer. If I had to pick one, 
still to this day, it's not as available in, um, I'm sure I could find it if I really looked for it, but it is the old OBP Orange Blossom Pilsner, um, or OBP Squared even. Um, it's a Florida, Central Florida beer. I also like the Victory's Golden Monkey quite a bit. Um, but generally, I just order an IPA that whatever IPA looks the most interesting or sours or I don't I, I'll drink pretty much any beer except for stouts. I really don't like stouts because for the aforementioned, it makes me feel like I ate a meal, which I don't I'll just you go eat a sandwich, really. Um, uh, you can take this one from Mr. Simpson's writer, Matt. All right, for Mr. Simpson's writer, say something nice about me. Well, that depends, Mr. Simpson's writer. Uh, were you active during the golden years? Because if so, fantastic job. You did an amazing job writing characters we all know and love and plots that are funny and, and well layered with lots of jokes. If you were only active during the Scully years and later, um, thanks for not screwing up Lisa too much. <laughs> I think my, this is my headcanon for Mr. Simpson's writer, man. Is that he's always worked on the show. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes sense. And then in that case, you're a fantastic writer, and then you fell asleep somewhere around season 11 and Rip Van Winkle your way to today. No, I think what happened here, this is, again, headcanon for Mr. Simpson's writer. He's working on the show from the beginning. Was was very young when he started, uh, and full of optimism and hope and ambition, and helped drive the show to being the best show on television ever, and then got successful Got better paid. He got he got settled down. He had a he has he has he's, he has a partner and children now, and he got kind of lazy and busy and doesn't necessarily want to spend all the time in the world writing and fine tuning Simpsons episodes, and so he takes shortcuts once in a while or all the time now because he wants to go home and have dinner. That's my head candidate for Mr. Simpsons writer. So what I would say something nice about Mr. Simpsons writer: you created some of the best television ever. Some of my favorite television ever. Some of my favorite narrative narrative art ever. That's something nice. Indeed. No caveat. No no disclaimer. Whatever. Uh, next from Derek. Number one. What's your favorite thing on the, the Christmas dinner menu? I'll be listening to this either on my Christmas day or Stephen's day morning run. So whet my appetite for the feast ahead. Matt, what's your favorite thing on your Christmas dinner menu? Ooh, honestly, most of the time, my Christmas dinner menu is the same as my Thanksgiving uh, dinner menu. So hmm, I'm going to have to go with whatever pie I'm making this year. I haven't decided yet. It's probably going to be peach, uh, but it might be cherry. If I get a vote, man, I'm voting peach. All right. Um, well, peach, well, peach, peach, pie, peach pies are, are – I don't know. Cherry pies are – they're fine. Um, my favorite thing on the Christmas dinner menu, I'm going to cheat and say Christmas Eve because there's also – I we basically do – Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with both my wife's family and my and my family. Um, it is my wife's uh, uh, Alfredo. Um, it is the best shrimp Alfredo pasta, it's homemade from scratch. Alfredo sauce. Our family's Italian. My wife's a great cook. It's my. I'm not to discourage my Can't own. Confirm. Not to discourage my own mother's turkey or or anything, but nothing that I don't need. I don't, I, turkey's fine, but uh, the, the spinach, uh, the the shrimp Alfredo, uh, great, unbelievable. Um, also, it's just bread. <laughs> Can I just have bread as my like? I like oh, yeah, bread. Sure. Just nice rolls, rolls, just dinner rolls, just soaked in gravy and sauce. Whatever. 
Number two, would you ever consider doing bonus ups comparing a family guy from a certain era to Simpsons from a certain era? I was here to people talk about the bad ups of the Simpsons and saying at least it's better than what Family Guy was putting out at the time. And I'm thinking, is it? It'd be interesting to actually look at the shows side by side. We'll do that. We'll put that on the list, Derek. Eventually, we'll get, we'll, you know, one of these days, we do them, you know, bonus episodes once a month for the Patreon. So we'll certainly, we can do that, throw that in the pile. Um, number three, are there elements of the Scullyers that you better appreciate now? Or is it the case that it's still bad? It's just not as bad as a comparison to what's coming. Um, I definitely better appreciate the fact that they still, they had jokes in the Scullyers. They did. They were, they were really pushing the humor. Uh, and it came at the cost of the heartfeltness and the story and the character development, but at least they tried. It really feels like in the later teen years and the, the early 20s uh, that their attempt at jokes just fall completely flat on the face. I, yeah, I don't... It's still bad. Like, there are still really bad episodes of the Scullyers, Um, And I think it is the beginning. It also has some, like, worrying trends that start there and then slide worse and worse and worse. And if maybe if in the Scully years they hadn't started doing that stuff, it never would have gotten to the point it did in the early to mid, like season 17, 18, you know, Al Jean years where it is just dismal every single week. Like the, but you know, it's also like you look at the time of like South Park being so, so popular, a family guy, of those shows of adult swim humor in general of like that more adult humor and edgier humor and having your protagonist be less likable. And it feels like they're just chasing that trend. They're not necessarily going like, Oh, we're going to reshape the show. They're just like, Oh, let's just try this for now. But the problem is it never went back. And I think I do appreciate the fact that I laughed at Scully episodes. A lot of them, I, there's jokes in them and I laughed very rarely. Do I laugh at the, the most of the, the teen years in general. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys, and thanks for all the podcasting entertainment over the years. Thanks, Derek. Um, why don't you take Mike's... Uh, Mike, actually, Matt, read Mike's and then also read Sarah's below. All right. From Mike's. Hi, Robbie. A fun question, baby, is what is your first memory of The Simpsons? This may be a good topic for the listener mail. I'll give you mine as I think it's interesting. Back when I was in kindergarten for Valentine's Day, the teacher at Helpers made a heart-matching game. There were words written on half the hearts, and you had to match with the corresponding words such as peanut butter written on one and jelly written on the other half. Well, my heart had Butterfinger written on it, and I had no clue who Bart Simpson was at the time. This was about a year or two before the TV show started, so they were just on Tracy Ullman and commercials, but I must have not seen the ads. Of course, we were the only pair who were unable to match ourselves and had to have the teachers help us. Little did I know that I go on to watch the show for over 30 years and counting, but didn't start watching until the second or third grade. Alrighty. Uh, from Sarah. Hi. I know we were supposed to leave our question on Patreon, but I'm currently 22 years old and also classically post-college broke. That, you're, Sarah, you're, seriously, we yeah, don't care. Yeah, you're fine, Sarah. It's more like you're I fine, just, Sarah. It's yeah. You emailed me. That's fine. It also, I post. I'm gonna make this clear to everyone listening. I post stuff publicly, listener questions, and and this I post it publicly on Patreon. Which, as far as I know, as long as you are, you have a, you know, I don't think you have to support us to see those posts and to reply to them. That is why I do that. It is just another place to. All social media is in flux right now. Uh, everything's burning down to the ground. Elon Musk is making sure that Twitter explodes in a fiery uh, apocalypse. And Facebook kicked us off for trying to impersonate The Simpsons, even though we weren't doing that. I'm just trying to find a place where I can post something and people will see it. I'm even considering us get, considering doing Discord, but I don't know. But I'll also put this out there. Don't feel bad if you can't afford 
a Patreon, like you're you're fine. Don't feel guilty. You're okay. It's okay. It's all right. Totally cool. We understand. Thank you for listening, no matter what. Yeah. Continuing. I don't know if you'll see this before you record the episode, but I was wondering what both of your first memories of watching The Simpsons are. I started watching the show at about two days old, born in 2000, because my older brother, 10 years old at the time, absolutely loved the show and had it playing when I came home from the hospital for the first time. I've been watching it ever since, and I have so many childhood memories of it. Also, did you guys ever own any cool Simpsons merch? I had a few of the comic books, a couple hoodies, one with the sleeping Homer in his underwear, <laughs> pajamas, plushies of all the characters, the original trivia board game, and my personal fave, a tiny Bart action figure with him wearing a blue shirt. Thanks for the great podcast. I found you guys a few months back, and you've quickly become my favorite podcast around. Keep up the great work, and keep watching The Simpsons. Happy holidays. Well, Robbie, what's your first Simpsons memory? First Simpsons memory, like, that's, it's really hard, um, because, obviously, memory's fallible, and it's kind of jumbled up in my head of all, you know, I'm thinking of, like, young, really young. I was born 85, so I was certainly old enough to be watching... I remember distinctly, you know, watching a show at eight o'clock and that that my bedtime was after the Simpsons for a long time. Like after, like as I got older and my family, my, my parents kept pushing the, 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 you know, the time back and back and back by half hour, hour, you know, like eight thirty, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, until I'm in high school and they were like, whatever, go sleep when you want. Um, it, so it's hard to like pinpoint exactly my first memory. Like I remember distinctly, like I mentioned multiple times, I have VHS tapes of of like a handful of Simpsons episodes and watching them over and over and over again. Those from season two, and season three. So it's like obviously I was six or seven at that point. But I remember, I think I want to say that my first thing I can distinctly remember is watching the Michael Jackson episode live. I know because I was obsessed also with Michael Jackson when I was a little kid and I loved Michael Jackson music. I was just, I had all the cassette tapes. So I was just like, Oh my God, it's Michael Jackson. It's the Simpsons. It's incredible. And I watched it live and I might, I might have watched, I could have said I could like, I don't know if I've watched all the Simpsons from the very beginning live. Cause I don't remember. I was four, but I do know that early on, like five, six, seven, every single day, every single premiere at eight o'clock, we'd watch the Simpsons and then I would go to bed. So I remember that distinctly. Other than that, I'm not sure. As for merch, early merch, I had those stuffed, the big stuffed family. Like, I don't know where you got them, um, but I had all. I had the family. I remember that distinctly. Um, I don't think I had anything else, though. I didn't have board games. Also, if you're born in 2000, it's like a totally different game because the merch <laughs> in you know the early 90s was, despite the fact that people bl- talk about how The Simpsons blew up, it's still re- it was really hard to find, especially lived in no- the middle of nowhere, which is what I did. There's nothing like you got the plushies from like McDonald's, you got some toys from like fast food or from like uh, when my parents would go to the mall, but I didn't have much. Um, not until probably the mid 90s when I was older little middle school, whatever. Matt, what's your answers? Um, so I didn't actually watch The Simpsons in prime time until, God, probably college. And by then, the show was pretty bad. I actually watched the vast majority of my Simpsons uh, are reruns uh, because the local Fox channel would put on The Simpsons at like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, something like that. And so I saw them all out of order. I had no idea what was going on. And this was probably around season 6 or 7. So I was seeing like the absolute best episodes over and over and over again. And I memorized so much of them uh, to the point where everyone in my high school was 
sick to death of me quoting The Simpsons at them because, you know, it's what I did. So I was, I was a high school kid, even middle school at certain points. Uh, in terms of merchandise, the one thing I remember more than anything having is an uh, I had a issue of Radioactive Man number one and Bartman number one. I have no idea where I even got these from. I've asked my parents. They have no clue. My sister has no clue. I just remember having them in high school and college. Uh, and I actually may still have them. I have to look. Uh, but yeah, I had those comics and they were good comics. It is literally the radioactive man that Bart and the guys read in, um, uh, what's the treasure of the CIR Madre Padre? Three men on a comic book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I had that issue. Uh, and it's, it, obviously the real issue is, is much more detailed than what they read, but that's basically it. Uh, I, I had those and I, I treasure them and I've had them for a very long time. Um, next up, Elliot. First question. Do you think anything will ever top Homer's enemy slash codependent day codependence day for best and worst episode? Uh, I don't think anything's going to top Homer's enemy. Um, I don't think so. Homer's enemy is like the perfect commentary on what made the Simpsons good. And it's going to be hard to top that. No. And I don't like there's those top five, top 10 are really tough to crack. There are great episodes to come. Like we still have great episodes that we have not watched yet. Great. I will. And like, you know, I, I know enough of them to go, Oh, those are, I really I like them and and I think they're good and I think they will crack our top 100 maybe our top 50 top 25 it's possible um but those calling it thinking it's going to top Homer's enemy is going to be really hard um codependence day for worst I hope not <laughs> I don't want to ever crown a new worst episode <laughs> cuz that episode is bad to the point where I'm embarrassed to even talk about it yeah, it, it is those. It's a. It's that the the pit, the dregs, the worst of the worst down at the bottom, where you're like, this is embarrassing, this is shameful. If I was like, I, it's awful. Like they're not even just oh, this is a bad episode of the Simpsons, whatever. This is some of the worst art ever made, and you're just and it you're, it's unfathomable that it is under the same umbrella as Homer's Enemy or Bart sells his soul or Lisa's substitute or you know it's it's those like. It's, in, it, it's baffling to me that that it could exist. Could it? We still see something worse. Oh, of course we could. Absolutely. Yeah, I I would one hundred percent. I would say that it is certainly possible. We had a worst episode. We don't have. We haven't done the bar rag episode yet. That's going to be real bad. Oh, we haven't. Oh my god. We haven't done the bar That's rag. That's what we talked about once. At the point where I thought we already had. No, we haven't done bar rag yet, Matt. Um, I don't know if it's going to be worse, but it's. I have watched the bar rag episode. It's very bad. Um. But it's also might be so bad that we go, oh, this is, and it's like entertaining in its badness. Like we don't get a lot of Simpsons episodes that are like so bad they're good. You know, we don't have the room very often. But maybe I the bar rag is the my like pick for like maybe it might be an episode that is so bad that we go, you know what? It's come back around. I find it entertainingly bad. Um, there's not many Simpsons episodes like that though. Uh, next, when do you think the Simpsons will end five, 10, 30 years from now? I don't know if the Simpsons will ever end. Yeah. At this point, it's just a cash cow. It's really up until the point where the show becomes unprofitable and who knows when that will be, honestly, never. That's the thing. Like I've, I think I said this last year. I don't know if, I don't know. They have not obviously released the stats for this year yet. Um, but Disney plus Disney said last year at the, or the beginning of this year, beginning of 2022, they released um, data that said The Simpsons was the most watched thing on their platform on Disney Plus, more than MCU movies, more than any of the other Disney shows or movies. The Simpsons was number one, and 
I'll credit Easy Goodnight, Eric, uh, my longtime Hands of Boys Comics Hour podcast co-host, um, who, when we were talking about The Walking Dead in the middle of it, before we realized, before Robert Kirkman ended the comic, and uh, he's like, if you had a money machine, a machine that made money, printed money, would you turn it off? <laughs> no, of course you wouldn't. You'd leave it on. And that's what the Simpsons are at this point. Um, and even if, let's say, multiple cast members pass away, which is only inevitable, time time comes for us all in the, in the end. I'm gonna ask, I'd ask anyone out there, and this is a question people ask me. They're like, oh, you're Simpsons. You do Simpsons podcast. Talk about, and most people are, you know, they like the Simpsons. They talk about it. They're like, man, it's still going. I'm like, yep, still going. They're like, yeah, it's, it'll stop eventually. I'm like, what happened? And, you know, like, they'll be like, people, the, the cast members will die. They'll stop. I'm like, did that stop Scooby-Doo? <laughs> nope, Scooby-Doo is still cranking it out. Still, They still make new Scooby-Doos. Like, sure, maybe they'll stop the show for a while. Then they'll start again with new cast members. Or there's very talented voice actors out there that can do any of these voices. And... I don't think Disney cares. Like, I don't think they care. All right. You're uh, so I'm never is the answer. Then the Simpsons will never end. They will go on forever. Um, there will always be people who are like, hey, you know what? I want to work on the Simpsons. They'll keep doing it. Um, and maybe they'll get back to golden years quality. If they go long enough, it's certainly possible. Um, it's true. I mean, Disney seems to be putting more effort into it than they did before when they were strictly a Fox property. So maybe eventually you get some writers who, you know, appreciate the golden years and understand what worked for them. Maybe. Uh, his non-Simpsons questions. Favorite board game? What's your favorite board game, Matt? Uh, right now I'm working my way through Pandemic Legacy Season 1 yet again and also Season 0. Uh, and honestly, the Pandemic Legacy games are just probably my favorite, although I did just uh, get a new game that might upset them. However, it's a present for somebody, so I cannot speak about it. Ah. Um, Gloomhaven is my answer. Um, it's definitely number one. It is big and unwieldy and expensive but it is like this perfect combination of 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 giving you enough character choice being cooperative giving you story enough story enough customization of your character of game every single every single turn is like a puzzle of trying to figure stuff out with your your people in your team and your in the dungeon crawl like it there's it, it ate my life me and my my wife's life for a long time and gave us something to do in Canada when we didn't have any friends up there. Um, or you, like, but uh, the problem with Gloomhaven, like, I don't know. I It's the same problem I have with Pandemic Legacy. It's like you play through it once. I'm like, I don't really have, I'm not in the mood for more Pandemic Legacy. Uh, I can't keep playing that game. Um, although I am interested, their their new game, Matt, I don't know if you saw the people, they, the the uh, climate change Ooh, game. I haven't. The climate change game. It got kickstarted. Um, it'll be out probably next year or something. But it's a, it's the cooperative game where you're trying to fight global warming, climate change. Ooh, uh, I like the base, that. I base, still have not played uh, Terraforming Mars, which seems in the same vein. No, this is this is more Terraforming Mars is definitely science fiction. This is more like real science. They 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 are they've actually done they paired with real climate scientists to be like, no, we want it to be realistic and we want it to be and it's optimistic as well. But whatever. Um, I have a lot. There's I get, there's also the games where like. I hate to love them or love hate them where I don't like <laughs> it's hard to, but Gloomhaven is my short answer. Uh, how would you make a modern Simpsons board game? Something like pandemic or Catan question mark. 
Um, a modern Simpsons board game. It's a good question. Yeah. I think you you want to capture... Obviously, you want to capture the humor of the Simpsons in it. So you'd have to make it... But I think it. I think an element of of a Simpsons. It would. Be, I would make. I think it has to be like a party game, but it can't also not be a like. I don't want just to make cards against humanity, but the Simpsons. You know, like I. Right. I want it. There has to be some. I want. It, I think there has to be like screw you mechanics. Um. I think it's a lot of fun if you get to be a Simpsons character, and I think you'd have to have a lot of them. I think that's a lot of fun. Like. Yeah, you'd I, have to. It'd be a cross between something like um, uh, Mafia as Simpsons character, where everyone gets assigned a character, uh, and you have to decide who's on the good guy team and who's on the bad guy team. Who who is actually sideshow Bob in disguise? Yeah, hidden roles game that would could be fun, um, or even I don't know, even like a dexterity game. I think that could be fun. Um, but I, obviously, I like you know, like I I will play like a heavy Euro game full of abstract tokens and resources that takes six hours to play. But I don't think that represents <laughs> the Simpsons very well. And I think it have to be a party game. It have to be something like a hidden roles game, but I think more approachable, like something like throw, throw a burrito, Matt, like that kind of idea. Yes, like, exactly. That's something perfect. like something like that. Like I think you come up with something similar where it's, it is, it's mixing that kind of those, those, uh, rules light you shouldn't it should not be a bog to play um n- another hard question simpsons D style rpg what class would you give to each simpsons character let's just the family matt let's we can't do everybody but um simpsons class for homer barbarian Ooh, i feel like homer's got to be a barbarian yeah just because he's incredibly dumb and tends to rage if we're, if we're going to scully here's homer yeah but simpsons, about all barbarian that is um He's still good aligned. Like I think all that—that's the thing. They're all good aligned characters. Um, oh, for sure. Who's Marge? Marge would be. I can see Marge being a warlord if we're going like fourth edition. What? Well, she's the one always e. backing everyone else 4E. up. Four E. What are we doing, Matt? What is this? Four E. <laughs> Why? Oh, come on. All right. What would you give to Marge? I think a cleric. Yeah, that seems the the most common kind of boring. Hey. Excuse you. Boring. Clerics what? are not boring. Clerics are awesome. Clerics are great. Clerics have so much utility, can do so much different stuff. With all the subclasses, clerics are great. I don't ever not I refuse to hear this. You want to talk about boring. Barbarians boring. Okay, man. Um, That's true. I mean, honestly, fighters, especially in fifth edition, are so boring. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta pick the right you pick the right subclasses. Fighters are have a lot of flavor and kind of a lot of fun. Well, a low level fighter is super boring. At low level, everything is super boring. Um you get to like so you get you don't got a lot of options at level one. Um Bart, Rogue. Easy. Obviously, yeah. Rogue. Lisa, Bard. Easy. (laughs) Maggie. I think Maggie's got to be a wizard or a sorcerer because she has way more impact than you'd think she would. Is there a special kind of wizard that doesn't have to talk? No, that's the problem. All wizards have to have, all spells have uh, somatic um, elements. Maybe an artificer. That's what I was thinking, Matt. Like, she's a, she loves guns. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) She she would be a I think Maggie would be an artificer, um, or warlock. That's like a my oh that's yeah my, that's true. That's my like dark horse pick for Maggie. We warlock, but mm. you know, speaking of that, I almost want to give Marge Paladin just because 
I feel like when she is in a righteous rage, she could uh, work up the, uh, the 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 gusto to actually take somebody out physically. That's not bad. I think that Claire Paladin are they're they're two sides of the same coin. I think they 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 both work. exactly. Um, finally, favorite MCU movie. Ooh, that's what I, I know what you're gonna pick. Yeah, I've, I've I've already answered this question multiple times, but that's fine. Uh, God, best MCU movie. Mm. I'm probably forgetting something, but I I, I always go with uh, the original Ant Man. I mean, you give me a heist movie, I'm going to pick that no matter what. Especially with Paul Rudd and uh, uh, it's uh, Luis Pena, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, straight up, that's what I'm gonna pick. Done. Give me more weird stuff. I want more weird stuff. Uh, I really like She-Hulk. I want more of that. Can she not look like Shrek? I mean, yes. Obviously, they needed a better CG budget because that was... Yeah. But other than that, I think the actual writing and acting were really, really good. My final, my favorite is uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. That's my... It's always... It's been my answer for a while now, and I don't think... <laughs> I don't think... I don't think Marvel's... We got another Marvel question later on, but so I'll save some of my... I don't think they're going to top it for me. Um but Cap and Bucky, the bromance, I can't. It's number one in my heart forever. Okay, Matt, this is a question for me, so I'm going to take it basically from Bort, at Bort, Bort ATX. <laughs> Who would win in a Simpsons trivia throwdown? Me, Matt, or the Andrew blog? So this is from Brian, friend of the show. Ooh, I, I think we might need to actually do this, Robbie. Nah, I, I mean, we should have a trivia special. No, nah, I, I would be, yeah, I would obviously, I don't know. You would win, Matt. I don't. I. I don't want to like Brian, <laughs> Brian and Andrew are both big trivia heads. Brian hosts trivia. I know independently of The Simpsons, and he, they, all three of you know more than I do. Um, but I, I have to go with Matt. Like it's just it's it's again Matt. I said this a few episodes ago. Matt is the Terminator, and it is it's it's like crushing. It feels impossible to beat him sometimes. Um. This is a slightly different question from a question we had earlier. Uh, why don't you take this one, Matt? All right. Uh, from at Rachel Journeys, what is the first episode of The Simpsons that you remember seeing? And what was your first impression? I don't see that. I think I like I remember distinctly watching the Michael Jackson episode, um, but it's not. I think my first like I want to say the first I don't. It's hard to remember the timeline of like when I saw it first, because like Matt, you said like, Oh, syndication and reruns. Like, did I see this a rerun first? Maybe yeah. but the, like I'll say distinctly. It is that episode. Uh, it is, um, is that, I think it's, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It's separate vocations where like the very distinct memory is the, the, that cliffhanger where Bart, where snake is about to run him over and they go to commercial. Yeah, I remember that very distinctly, and I don't know if that came first, um, but I think ultimately I remember just The Simpsons, like my first impression of the show, it was just how different it felt than everything else yeah. I, I, I've watched in my life, like both for kids and for adults. Like everything I'd ever seen felt so safe and boring and so, like it, it felt like it was meant to be safely consumed and then you forget about it and you move on with your life. The Simpsons felt raw and kind of dangerous even like it felt like, oh, wow, that, I can't believe they're showing this on television because it, it's not that it was like, it wasn't even necessarily edgy. It was more like, 
it felt like I think it's a thing that I still search for in all art is that it feels like art. It feels unique and special. And it yeah, it feels like it's asking more of you than just watching something for enjoyment. It doesn't feel like it feels like it asks you to be active, you know, like, hey, be yes. an active participant in this. And I think all the best art does that. Do you have a different answer, for, Matt, of your first episode? The only the first episode I can remember watching is at least a substitute uh, just because I, it hit me like a truck that episode because I'm sure I had seen episodes before. They just kind of blandly passed over me as, you know, they're kind of funny. And I was young at the time. I was, you know, elementary, middle school, something like that. But that's the first one I really understood as being something more than just bland comedy. Uh, so I, I, I can't imagine that it was actually the first episode I saw, but the first one I saw that really made me go, whoa, this, this could be something. And that's what caused me to start paying a lot closer attention than I had been. Uh-huh. And I learned so much, like half the answers I get in trivia, cause I, I do lots of bar trivia now and half the answers I get are because of something I saw in the Simpsons and none of it is from past season 10. Help me, Simpsons people! I need more <laughs> trivia knowledge, and you're not you're not keeping it up anymore. Uh, um, next from aforementioned front of the show and the Andrew blog. What non-main character from the show would you like to see more of? Non-main character that I'd like to see more of. Mm. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb. I want to see more Flanders. I want Flanders to become more realistic and to see more of him because I think he is a very interesting uh, avenue into a spectrum of mainstream America that has is gone untapped in the Simpsons because at first he started out being that, you know, guy next door kind of thing that's a holier than thou. And then they just turned him into like a, a super churchy thing and it's not as interesting anymore. I want him to go back to being a, a great neighbor who is also a Christian and going into, oh, you know, what is going on with this? Here's my answer, Matt. A poo. Yeah. Um, I, but I want, and then they've basically dropped a poo from the show at this point. If anyone's, if you're listening and you're not watching current day Simpsons, they're after um, the documentary and stuff about you know poo being voiced by a white guy. Um, ha- cast Indian voice actors, um, and not just for poo for Manjula for the kids. So I, more, but I would say if you if you want to do a spinoff show of the Simpsons, a poo is a perfect character to do it with. Um, because you can easily still have, um, you can still have the, you can, you can go so many directions with, with what, with what and who he is. And you get Indian voice actors, you get Indian writers or people of Indian descent to write, you know, you get second generation Indians who are, who have been affected by him as a character in the Simpsons and have them, Give him dimension. Give him more character. Spin him off from just being a convenience store clerk, and let them go crazy. Honestly, like hands off. Let them see what see what they do. I don't know. I think that's you want to like. It's so. It, it's really obnoxious and annoying that the Simpsons, in some ways, have really taken that criticism and done well. Like they, they've gotten black voice actors to voice a black characters, and that's great. I applaud them for that. But they put out that terrible episode complaining them. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, you, God, you, yeah. you, we're going to have a character just yell at the camera because you called us out for something rightfully so. Um, and then they just start, you know what? We're just going to retire a poo. And you're like, well, you don't have to do that. Recast him like you did with the black characters or recontextualize. There's so much you can do and make like it's not. 
doing this is a worse, the worst version of it. Like, use that to make him a better character and to vo- and and to address those criticisms. Do better. Like, that's literally take your ball and go home is not a good answer. Um, and also from Andrew what element of the show has had the most interesting evolution over the 20 over the 20 plus seasons you've been covering it interesting evolution Mm, yeah I mean I think it is like despite the fact that I hate it a lot I think it is that it is seeing to me like and it's probably the thing that I have it's the stuck with me the most like there's a lot of people talk about zombie simpsons and all that stuff and like it would be that the amount of irony present in the writing and in in, like as a kind of like is and seeing that as in in the change in the show over the years even through the golden years it's still there like they definitely change how earnest the show is at times but seeing that change in this show and how it got more you know more ironic and more like staring at the camera tongue-in-cheek all the time versus once in a while and i think that is the thing that interests me the most because i'm curious like i'd love to know why i'd love to know like i'd love to talk to every single writer and ask like what like why and ask to talk to algene about it like why to mike scully to all these different showrunners like what fueled that what drove all of like what drove this perspective shift i don't know um what do you got Matt? i'm i'm kind of there with you um i mean i would really like to know uh what the writer's room atmosphere has felt like uh over the years what did it feel like during the golden years what did it feel like during the scholar years what did it feel like uh in the allergene years like if if the people involved could say hey uh this is something that we have uh, you know, noticed has changed over the years. And why do you think that is? And hopefully they would be honest with us <laughs> because I would love to be, I'd say, oh, it's because of advertisers. Oh, it's because the schedule changed or something like that. Uh, animation would be my second choice because it's, a, yeah, they, it's, you've literally seen the, it is the thing that, and it's honestly, it is the Simpsons are responsible for it. Simpsons are so successful. They drove animation to be better. Um, Take the next one, Matt. All right. Next up. Uh, from, I believe it is, yes, I would get, have you watched or had any exposure of the show Avatar, the last airbender? I, I know I have, I have watched the entire show, uh, twice through. I would absolutely watch it a hundred percent again. I've only watched Korra once, but I've already seen the original Avatar at least twice. I'm trying to get my wife to watch it because it's just in general, really, really good. Yeah, it's great. It's a great show. I don't know. It's not like, I don't know. I don't have a hot take about Avatar. Most people are like, yeah, Avatar's great. And everyone, I'm just like, yeah, Avatar's great. Um, it's a, a, I would. It's literally a show for anyone, like yeah. anyone. I would. I could. Like I would. If hey, I would need a show to watch. I'm like, go. Oh, if you have watch Avatar, watch Avatar. It's good. It's for good for kids. It's good for adults. It's good for anybody. Like literally all age. It's like all ages. When people say that, it is in the best way. It is for anyone. It appeals to everyone. It 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 is entertaining. It has good characters. It is action packed. It is funny. It's memorable. Writing's great. Animation's great. Um, I guess I would can also ask us if we could do a sing-along to one of our <laughs> Mr. Simpson's writer's comments. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, Professor. We're Singing not, is not our, our No, we're not, we're not going to. We're not going to sing. I'm very sorry. I'm, I've had a very stressful week. I can't prepare a, a, a musical number for you. But I do appreciate the, the question. Uh, next from At Brave New. 
Uh, first question, which country should the Simpsons visit? Ooh, that's a tough one. They went to Korea already, right? And it's a terrible episode about gaming, right? I don't know. I, I, don't I, I may be getting confused with the American Dad episode or something, but I'm pretty sure they went in a, in a more recent episode where something about... Uh, Was your answer going to be I, Korea? I, be I think that could be interesting. Um, I mean, I certainly want them to stay away from, away from anywhere controversial because they've proven unable to <laughs> make that, you know work for them i think my answer would be i think a proper canadian episode that would be nice yeah proper canadian episode like they actually go to canada not for a moment (laughs) and it's like i don't know they did they've done a recent episode where they went to canada sort of lisa went um but i would like i i think the best simpsons travel episodes ultimately are still about america and about the Simpsons and small town America and how the Simpsons are quaint rubes. And I think Canada is this perfect count. Like here, this is like a really silly thing. I think this is my silly idea. There's like, they meet their, a Simpsons esque family in Canada. Ooh, that would be good. Like same, you know, like alternate reality Simpsons where they're just slightly different and you don't know why. And I don't know, you, you can really, use that to like kind of look at the subtle differences between American and Canadian culture, whatever. Um, are there episodes of the golden years that aged like milk? Ooh, that's a good question. The golden years that aged like milk. Hmm. Um, I mean, you could, uh, you could say the Michael Jackson episode. Uh, yeah, if you, yeah, definitely that. if you, depending on whatever the, I don't know. I, I still don't think that Disney should pull the episode. It's that's very stupid to me. You don't do that. You put on, you don't just remove, you don't remove it. You put a disclaimer over the front of it saying blah, 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 blah. And you, but you keep it accessible. You don't remove the thing from existing. You don't censor it. You let people know the problems with it and you present it with that knowledge. It's not, it's the same thing. You don't like pull, like you don't pull the old racist Disney cartoons you say this stuff has problematic depictions of race in it. And here's resources if you want to know more. Like, it's that simple. Like, I don't, it's the same thing. You don't remove it from existing just because it upsets you. You actually learn about, you use it to as a teaching tool. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there's episodes of the old years that I don't like still. Or that I don't think I'm going through it. I'm like, I don't think that I don't don't think that they're that good. Like I don't like, or that is, I certainly don't like them as much as a lot of people like them. I can think of a handful of them that are like, I don't know. I don't really like the Springfield Files that much. I think it's a fun novelty, but it's not a great episode of The Simpsons. It's it's very stupid. (laughs) Like I mean, it's stupid in in that on purpose. It's not that it's like bad. But it's I don't like it nearly as much as people like I we just talked about uh uh the, the bleeding of Murphy death episode yeah I really don't like that one Brown Springfield yeah that one is, is not it's it's not that it's horrible it's just not very good it's not up to the rest of the standards I mean I'm trying to find any others that don't seem to fit as well I mean uh, I uh, people have called the front a fantastic Simpsons episode and I cry in front I can't see why well it's i mean not that great. i don't know like age i don't know nothing is like that's the problem none of them have aged like milk really it's more yeah, there's no like outright racism or anything that's just comes from a, a bygone era homer's phobia is kind of iffy but it still works for the most part because the message is hey 
gay people are just people like anyone else that Homer needs to realize. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. And it, and then like, it feels, I think you watch it with that context. It's, and when it came out, you're like, Oh, actually, no, it's perfectly fine. I don't know if you consider season nine, uh, the golden years, but the cartridge family is just, it's, it's gun violence messages. Just wow. Bad. Yeah. That's, I, th- I think that's the answer, Matt. If we're going to pick one, that age like milk to be like specific to this question. I think it's the cartridge. Yeah. Family. Um, so which episodes after season 10, would you show to someone who never watched the Simpsons? Oh dear. I think we've got a few on our list that uh, are pretty high up there. Yeah. I think Bart's after mo- season 10, Bart's so mother is trilogy of error. Oh, oh, after season 10 or including season 10. What's the, so I, I, I assume by after season 10. So season 11, post season 11. Yeah. Okay. That's harder then because there's, yeah, the Mansion Family. That's one you really liked, and the President Who Wore Pearls. Yeah, we're looking episode. looking at the best ever, episode ever list, and I think there's like yeah, there's like Grift of the Magi, Brothers. There's brother, three in the top hundred. Yeah, Brothers Little Helper right, is that's the uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Like I don't know the, the problem with like I'm trying to think I'm trying to find one that is like Homer. I think that's my answer, Matt. Homer, Homer. Yeah, that's a answer. good one. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick that one because I think that is. Like all those episodes are going to be have flaws in them because they're just they they they're not as cohesive in general as the golden years. But season eleven, I'm or season that's season twelve, and I think that represents kind of the heart of 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 the show very well, even if it's not perfect. Uh, what's the next question, Matt? All right, next up, uh, I believe we have from uh, at BMDX Box. What are your thoughts on Marvel Phase Four? Give me give, what are your thoughts, Matt? On Marvel Phase 4, um, MCU Phase 4. There are very few movies in Phase 4 that I've actually seen. Uh, I still have not seen the fourth Thor movie. Uh, I have not seen the new Black Panther movie, which I've been told is actually really good, but doesn't really fit into the rest of the phase, uh, which is good. I feel like they need more standalone movies. Um, I like the TV shows, honestly. I thought Moon Knight was really good. I thought She-Hulk was really good. Uh but overall, it seems less cohesive, um, which is both a good and a bad thing. Uh, I really appreciate that because the, I don't want there to be a theme. I want there to just be shows and occasionally cross over. So I actually really like that. Um, but uh, I believe the new Ant-Man movie, Quantumania, uh, is technically part of Phase 4. So I'm, I'm holding out for that one because Ant-Man movies have always been my bag. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, the TV shows have been good. The movies, eh, they haven't been anything that I've been like dying to see. I think it's fine. I wanted to be like very, I wanted to do the, <laughs> I wanted to do the, it stinks uh, thing, but I was, that's, <laughs> that's not true. I don't think it stinks. I think a lot of it's very good to be perfectly honest. It's more like you said, Matt, it's not cohesive and I don't, and I don't know if that's on purpose or not. And like some of these movies are, they, they don't need to exist. I don't know why they exist. I don't know. Like, why is there an Eternals movie? Who cares? Oh, God, for real. Who cares? I don't care. Like, who cares? Like, there there is a, this huge array. Like, a lot of these, I'm like, yeah, make me a, a new. Uh, yes, there should be a Black Panther sequel. Yes, there should be another Doctor Strange. Yes, they can make another Thor movie, even though I have a lot of complaints about that fourth Thor movie. But it in the TV shows, I think, are good for being TV shows. But I honestly think the TV shows are the part of the problem that you're kind of diluting it all. And like what you said, Matt, like I ha- you haven't watched everything in Phase Four. Neither have I. You're just like there's just I don't want to. I have no interest in the Eternals. I have no interest in like 
I don't need a whole show about Loki. Like, even if it's entertaining and good, I don't need Loki to have his own show just because Loki was, because Tom Hiddleston and Loki was really popular. Um, it, it's that kind of thing. Like, well, it's interesting and stuff, but I, when, when you start having so much, let's like, it used to be, I would, okay. I, I don't know if this is you, Matt. When the Marvel movies used to come out, I would see every single one. Oh, same. A, appointment. It'd be a, an appointment. First week, two weeks, it comes out, I go see it. Maybe twice. And then after Endgame, I, I, there's just, they made all the TV shows. And they made more, even more of these movies. And you miss one, you miss two, you miss three. And some of it's during the pandemic. But you miss start missing them and you're like, wait a minute. I really don't need to watch them all, do I? They're not that necessary. Nope. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I'm sure they still make plenty of money with those TV shows. They probably still drive a lot of Disney Plus subscriptions. I know the movies still make plenty of money. It's more like, I always, and I'm like, and I also think that they're kind of, I think a big part of it is that as soon as Disney acquired Fox, all the Fox properties, when they, specifically when they got X-Men and the Fantastic Four, they went, they slammed the brakes on. They <laughs> they had plans. I'm sure they had plans. And then they went, wait a minute. If we have X-Men, if we have Fantastic Four, we can do a we we have access to so much more now. We need to pivot to that. And I because you would think like immediately you would think that you would have, you know, phase one, two, three, every, the whole way along the ways it was like we're getting to Thanos. Thanos is introduced to the end of the Avengers. And we're going to poke and prod and get eventually wake her, make her way to him. And you would think that with a second four, five, six, you do a similar thing where you have a handful of films that loosely tie together, loosely connect the dots with the new Avengers ostensibly. But because they launched Disney Plus, they have they have new they have to have TV shows too, and you would think you at the end of those handful of movies or even television shows you would introduce here's the big villain for phase the second trilogy of phases effectively that will lead to this a same similar idea of like a big villain that we'll, we'll build to and you will face his minions for a while and then work our way to this mystery of who is this what do they want but they really haven't done that and like. I don't know. It feels very directionless. You know, I don't know where it's heading or where it's going. It just feels like a lot of disconnect the stories, which what you say is like, it's not that they're bad or that it, that is bad. It's more that I'm not going to watch it all anymore because there's, it's not telling a single, single giant story. It's telling a lot of disconnected stories. And it's much like trying to read superhero comics nowadays, where you look at Marvel and they're making 45 different comic books every month. And you're like, I can't, I don't have time for that. I don't got yeah. time. Which is good, though. I, I would rather it be disconnected like that just because I want to be able to pick and choose what I see. I don't need to see everything. I want, Here, this is Matt. This is what I would propose. I wouldn't propose a the extreme on either end. I would say you would have a, a core line of movies that are following more a, a – that even you could technically brand them or something. And then you have the side stuff that – you know, is free to kind of go off in its own directions to have more fun um, or just to uh, explore a single character like Moon Knight or, or She-Hulk. Um, the problem is once you start doing that is when you start alienating people because they, you're like, this isn't part of the core series. Why would I watch it? 
And I'm like, well, I don't, it's more like, I, I want to know what kind of, what story, what do I need to watch? What is, what is actually continuing the, the main story? And when you try and tell me it's all the main story, I'm like, no, it's not. No, no. Like some of this is it, really going to matter. And some of it's barely going to. I don't like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't know. I mean, and I know the pandemic changed all anyway, so who knows? Those are my long drawn out thoughts about Marvel, Marvel phase four. Um, for next from how, at how to be Izzy, which Simpsons character outfit is your favorite and why? What design? What is your favorite Simpsons design, Matt? Of of all designs, all of them. Of all the designs, huh? Um, Not just like core design, but all the 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 exaggerated designs from everywhere. Pick one. Hmm, that's a well. If I have to, if I'm going that wide, um, hmm, that's a very tough one. I'm I'm not sure what's yours. I, I think I really like, I think I would pick pink shirt Homer. Yeah. Because I think it really, because it is a play on this kind of idea of uniformity and stuff. And it's used very well. There's so many I could, I could go on and on. Like it's the one thing that the show has never done poorly. Even in the worst episodes, character designs are still super strong and super really good. And they, they always design the characters. Let's like why it's a, a trap for me to ever start collecting Simpsons uh, action figures, toys. If I started collecting Simpsons toys, like it, I'd fall into a pit and never come out. Like there's just so many toys and there's so many character designs I, I think are great. Like that's my one pick. I don't know. It, it would change tomorrow. You ask me tomorrow, I have a different answer. That's fair. Honestly, I've always been a fan of just anyone who has to wear a suit. Uh, so basically Smithers and Burns and uh, Skinner uh, of them mixing it up. Cause uh, I feel like Smithers's work outfit is just really great for your average guy working in a white collar job of like, Oh, he's got a, a green jacket and gray pants and a white shirt, just trying to mix it up a little bit. And Skinner is, he's just absolutely bizarre. Like it's a purple suit with a, is it a pink shirt and a purple tie or a purple shirt and a pink tie? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But that's such a bizarre choice. And exactly what, I think of when I think of a, uh, an educator who's trying to be, you know, cool and hip with the kids, but it's not anywhere close to what they actually care about. Yeah. And like, that's the, all the designs are so strong. Um, and so good. Um, so this is our last question, Matt, take it away. All right. Finally, uh, from Matt DJ Sterling, four fifty one. what character from the Simpsons that only appeared in one episode that you would like to see a spinoff show about? Oh gosh. I'm going to have to go with Jay Sherman, the critic. I mean, I thought he was really good. I really wanted more of that character. Matt. <laughs> what? That's, don't, do, don't do that. Don't give Aww. me that. Don't give me that. Um, Hank Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that's true. I don't know. I'd pick an Albert Brooks character. <laughs> that's cheating. But it well, is. Well, yeah. I would, pick an Albert, I would pick Hank Scorpio or Brad Goodman. I think Brad Goodman you could get more out of. Like how many. How, I don't, Here, this is my answer. No, it's Hank Scorpio. And it, it is a workplace drama like The Office, but oh, Lord. but in Hank Scorpio's supervillain, evil supervillain, like in the company. That has to be a funnier die sketch or something that already exists. There's no way no one has done that. Uh, yeah, they've, there's definitely been multiple versions of that, Matt. Like the Venture Brothers effectively have, has done that too. But I don't like that's my answer. I think Hank's, and but there's that's there's one thing that we would have that they don't, and that's Albert Brooks. There's no way on earth Albert Brooks would do that. I don't think Albert Brooks wants to do a TV show. No, and neither, neither would my uh, my answer, but you know. What's your real answer, Matt? Don't give me Jay Sherman. 
No, it's not Jay Sherman. Um, I actually want to see the adventures of politics in the Simpsons uh, the, uh, you know, universe. So I'm going to say George H.W. Bush as an aging ex-president in the Simpsons universe, uh, him going about his day and wondering what exactly is going on in this weird thing. He did all like the weird like, – politics is already a very strange – uh, universe and to add the Simpsons on top of that, it must be one of those absurd things. But I want Veep in the Simpsons universe, basically. Where you, 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 I get. I don't know. George Bush Senior counts. Does Bush Senior count as a one? Oh, a one-off character. Totally. It wasn't, it wasn't actually him. No, but I mean that character. So it would be easy to redo. You just have like Hank Azaria do it or whoever did his voice. Calling. Okay. Okay. I'll give you. I'll let you. You can have it, but it's just very much like. <laughs> He's not a character. He's a real person. Um, you'd have to get a, a Simpsons analog or something. Yeah, I, I would. I would say you could just say. I mean, the pro- if you want that show, it would be you'd have you'd follow like the idea that Rainier Wolfcastle enters politics. Oh, I like that. And then you're following him through his journey. You know, it's like through a campaign and he somehow wins or whatever. And then you're, the first season is his campaign and he thinks he's going to lose, but then he ends up winning because of some fluke. And then season two is, you know, you follow through the years of his. That probably, that would be how I would do it, but whatever. Uh, that's it for the mailbag for this year, for this week's episode. Uh, thanks, everyone who submitted questions. Really appreciate it. Um, Hope you guys have, like I said, hope you guys have a good holiday. Appreciate everyone who's still listening to the show. Like, it's Matt and I, have, it's, it's a slog sometimes because some of these episodes are truly miserable. But uh, we appreciate everyone who's on the, this journey with us through all of The Simpsons, not just the golden years. We do appreciate it. Anything to add, Matt? No, not really. Well, thank you guys uh, for everyone who listens to this. Uh, whether or not you contribute to the Patreon, we really don't care. Uh, it's really just to make it so that we don't have to pay money to actually do this because we enjoy it so much. So thank you all for listening. We all really, really appreciate you. From the, from the huge staff here at The Simpsons Show, <laughs> from our poor wives who have to put up with us. I mean, I was, we were, I, I was doing this podcast before I got That's the thing. I was doing this podcast before I got married, so... Oh yeah, definitely you were. Yeah, so it was a part of the it's part of the deal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I included it. She knew in what my, she was getting. Yeah, into. I don't know if it was uh part of the vows or not. But thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you next year. Uh I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching the Simpsons. Shh.